Are we on the air? Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 167. We're going live again on Instagram. Today we're going to check in with some folks and also we're going to jam to some music. Every single song that I do play in here is definitely only for promotional use only. Yo, my girl, what's going on? What's going on? Uh, so this is only for promotional use. Every single song that I do play in here, everyone that does come on here, please make sure to follow them. We got a lot of amazing people coming through. But um, during this quarantine phase, we're going to treat this podcast just as a radio show. We're going to uh, have y'all tune in. Or we're going to have y'all like uh, ask us some questions. If y'all want to hear some songs, throw it back at us. We're going to have the most monumental people in here. First of all, I got a rapper for y'all coming through uh, all the way from South Carolina, if I'm not... I'm not mistaken. South Carolina, born and raised. Uh, take your shirt off. He said, spin around like a helicopter. I'm not taking off my shirt. First of all, I like my shirt. If you if you paid about $45 like for a fucking shirt, why the fuck am I going to take it off and just, you know, do this? My guy, Goyard, there he is. Okay, that's North Carolina. Nope, I, I was wrong. Well, because he did say North Carolina. He said, South Carolina, is it for you? Nope. Is it for who? Us, us. <laughs> I fuck with y'all, man. So, on this beautiful, monumentous Tuesday and on episode 167, uh, I want the world to know that even though that there's not a lot of things moving around, uh, even though there's not a lot of things that are happening in the world, you can't go a lot of places. A lot of people are stuck at home. A lot of people don't know what to do. Some motherfuckers are sitting at home on Netflix. Some motherfuckers are sitting at home playing video games. You know, some motherfuckers are sitting at home getting high. I, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. What the fuck am I doing? You know, <laughs> but at the same time, you need to be chasing some type of craft. Um, you were giving you were given a month, literally a whole month in April with no opportunity cost. You had nothing that you had to go do. You were not late for anything. If you were working from home, nigga, you rolled over from bed and you got right into like fucking work. Uh, love your crisp. Thank you. It's the quartz. Um, I'm trying to heal myself a little more. So there's no opportunity cost in the month. And the people that keep saying that, yo, I have depression, I have this, I have this going on, it... it at this quarantine time maybe do you think that you're not trying to find your purpose and maybe do you think you not trying to find your purpose the energies of the world is telling you something something is not right within have motherfuckers really not thought about things like this like because everyone i just i keep hearing it the quarantine blues the quarantine blues the quarantine this the quarantine that quarantine is chill I've been getting educated, bruh. Like, I've been out here. Like, I've been trying to watch some movies. Uh, just like, I'm going to have my guy, Dean, on here later on to talk about some movies. We're going to talk about scenes. We're going to talk about a lot, a lot of great things. But been watching a lot of movies. Been checking out a lot of music. Been checking out a lot of art. Why? You need to educate yourself. Find yourself or find some way to express yourself. If you got the blues, find some ways to express it. Back in the days... When they told me to put these down, they told me to pick up a book. 
motherfuckers told me to start writing. I started writing. Like, writing was the number one thing that I came to. Uh, it was beautiful to take exactly what you're feeling inside and put it on paper without, like, um, without no one judging you. Or, like, you're not saying it out loud, so you don't have that embarrassment of, like, people hearing you. So, um, the first person I'm going to definitely have on here is my guy, Goyard. Let me... Jay Smooth wants to come on. Okay. Fuck it. We're going to let Jay Smooth come on. What's good, Uchi? Oh, my guy. What's going on, G? <laughs> Bro, happy Tuesday, first and foremost. Hey, man. Bro, where the hell have you been? I feel you though, man. I feel you, bro. First of all, how is your health? How is life treating you? Everything just really like health wise, I'm good. Life, I've been through some shit, but you know we always get up real soul to get back up and keep moving. Hey, ain't nothing gonna hold us back. Nobody. That's talk that talk, bro. Talk that talk. Hey. Exactly, bro. Exactly. Why do you think that is? Um, if like, if I could ask you a question, I mean, I don't know the answer to like any question, man. So I just ask the world, and maybe I could get an answer back, you know. <laughs> right. So why do you think that people don't want to find that? Like, why do you think people t- like try to deter away from it or try to stay in the same negative pattern? Uh, like, where is that making sense in their head? Uh, facts, bro. If you want to do that, by all means, do that. We cool. We can still be happy. You feel me? You do what you do. I'm going to do what I can do. If I don't inspire you to get up out that wheel and be like, no, I'm running somewhere. Fuck running in the same place. I'm running somewhere. Then, hey, I'm not doing my job. Exactly. Yo, hold on one second, my brother. Shouts out to Steven. Shouts out to Mr. Carlos in the building. Tidy Ray, Susie Pie, everybody in the building. Hey, hey, thank you, my brother. Uh, bro, uh, I want to talk about one thing because uh, I never, I don't think I've ever gave you the, but the, the, but the credit or the, but the compliment of the last time that we seen each other was like about two and a half years ago, right at that show downtown. And yeah, so um, two years ago at that show downtown, I kid you not, the, your energy on that stage like was the motivation to me for anything because you came through and like like 
there was no rehearsing. There was like you guys did not rehearse. You guys did not like. There was no one to. There was none of that. Like none. <laughs> so you guys did not rehearse, and at the same time, all of y'all got on stage. But you. You like your words, like the way that you went with it, like the way that you carried the lyrics and the like the the smoothness of it, you know, Jay Smooth type shit, bro. Hey, I gotta hey, commend you on that, bro. Hey, thank you. <clears throat> you feel me? It's, it's, it's really what it comes down to. Like people write their shit and they shit could be fire. You feel me? You can have some fire ass lyrics, mm -hmm. but when you get on that stage, you have to captivate an audience. Your energy has to spread it. And that's what people don't get about the whole performance part of being an artist. Say that again for everybody that did not hear you. It's called performance. You Thank you. Your hands and your body to talk. Exactly. And but the best way to sell your music is to sell yourself. And like I'm talking about sell yourself as in sell your personality over. Yo, this is me. Straight facts, my brother. Hey, bro. Uh, I gotta, I gotta ask him for a quick favor, Jay Smooth. Man, I need a fresh sixteen out of you. Shit, I might not have them. Bro, have you? Yo, no, sh shouts out. Hey, man, R.I.P. to DZ, bro. Like, <laughs> still remember where you were when you first heard the news? Shit, I was here at my crib. Damn. Just getting out the car. Fucking, um, my bro, uh, girlfriend, Alexis, hit me up. Mm -hmm. She like, you, is, is it true? Is it true? I'm like, what are you talking about? What the fuck are you talking about? She's like, everybody's saying DZ dead. I'm like, no, I didn't hear nothing about that. You know, like, I'm... Facts. She was like, nah, go on Facebook. Like, so I go on Facebook and shit. I'm scrolling. I'm seeing all these posts. I finally catch someone with the article. I'm like, that. I click the article. Show enough, his name, his government name was in there. I'm like, that's my that shit crazy. Exactly, man. Yo, like, I always say, like, God always takes the great ones fast. Like, early, 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 bro. And, uh, but. But the greatest thing about that, though, um, um, I mean, like, we can use every death as a martyr, you know. Uh, we can use this as the as a catapult. Like, we can't fail now, bro. Like, th there's no failing. Like, I can't give up, you know. Like, because 
uh, like my guy i like his hustle of chasing things and his media and his like public personality and his like it, every way that he did dz was just out of this world bro like shots out Hilarious, in all types of platforms. He, you can find him here. And then when the nigga get on the mic, it's like it's fucking ether every time. Consistency. Consistency, bro. See. Hey, shout it out, shout it out. What is it hey, called, bro? Go ahead, go subscribe to my YouTube channel, at J2Smooth. Follow me on Instagram, the only J2Smooth. You dig what I'm saying? All my music, well, most of my music on iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, shit. <laughs> SoundCloud, wherever you want to get it, basically. Find me anywhere. Let's on find me anywhere on everything. Follow me on Twitter at I am Bro, I fuck with you, man. Bro, I- I'm going to let you go. I'm going to play a song. Then I'm going to get the next person on, man. But just yeah. leave just leave the world with one last message, my brother. Hey, look. From everything, what I've been doing, stay positive. Spread love. Spread good energy. At the, at the end of the day, when you leave this earth, all you got is the impression you done left on people. That nigga gay. Facts, facts, bro. So make sure to leave a legacy. Jay Smooth, my brother. Peace and love always, my brother. Always. Until next time. Hey, let's hang out soon, yeah? As soon as this corona's over. I always put one in the air. Yeah. It's, it's say no more, my brother. Peace and love. All right, y'all. I'm going to play one small song. I'm going to kill the mood for a second. I'm going to start off with a slow song. And then, uh, Goyard, you are next. Dean, my brother, you are right after him. Let's get it. Uh, If y'all want to hear something else, Mr. Steven, amen. But you in there too, my brother. So let's make it happen. First song I'm going to play for you is a remix by Serene Omran. You can find this shit on SoundCloud. Make sure to play it. I play this shit like closing my eyes and I just get lost in it. So, yeah, go yard, my brother. You next. That's not it. That's not it. You want to hear some? You want to hear some baby making music? 
I'm playing Swiss and Sweets by 95. The other one didn't work. Hey, I'm gonna play that. Okay. I like your style, nigga. Thank you. And make sure to check out the show. Every Tuesday, it drops. A brand new episode came out today. Do you hear this shit? You gotta have the time of your life with this shit. Be one moment. Goyard, you're next. Doom. Steven, y'all next. Be back. Oh man, are we straight hot boxing today? First of all, bro, peace and love. Hell yeah. From South Carolina. Yes. Like I said, we from South Carolina. 
<laughs> Bro, who did he make the song about back in the days? Petey Pablo. Oh, uh, it's, it's a North Carolina song, but I'm from South Carolina, you feel me? Oh, okay, okay. I fuck with both. I fuck with both. I'm about to say, Big Smoker, you know, I fuck with y'all because I'm a West Coast nigga at heart. I've been on the West Coast forever, though. That's how the fuck I met you, so you know. <laughs> exactly, bro. I fuck with the... Man, I need to come out there still. What is popping with the hey, East Coast, bro? Pull up. Pull up. I'll show you the beach and some more shit. With all this shit clear up. Hey, yeah. Pull up the Charleston, nigga. Hey, you have the time of your life. You ain't just seen. I can eat soft shell crabs and some more shit. I can soft shell crab sandwiches and shit. Come on. I get you some jet skis, some bad bitches, all that shit. <laughs> <laughs> but did you... I like, I like how you went from jet skis to bad bitches. Because, like, I got to get the jet ski first to go pick up the bad bitch. You feel me? <laughs> it, it, it comes in a combo. <laughs> you are... One of the first people that that I do know that is still working in this quarantine time. Oh yeah, I got a song called Social Distancing. That's how serious this shit is. There's no fucking dope. Hey, we need a dance for the shit, bro. Everybody who can hear me, I need a dance for my shit. Add me on TikTok. Fuck with me. Yeah. Let's get this shit fucking gone. Fuck with yo. Fuck with my brother. It's 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 called social distancing. What made you drop it? Tell me the motivation behind it. What happened? You know. Right, so mm. I went to go do my motherfucking studio session. I went to go record and shit. I already had the shit as like a draft or some shit, but I wasn't going to do it. So in the middle of my studio session, I'm talking to my engineer and I'm like, bro, I got this song. It's just an idea what the fuck you think about it, right? Just give or take the time of how everybody's thinking. I'm thinking this some jokey shit at first. Like, I was kind of embarrassed you play the shit. Mm-hmm. So I played the shit. He looked at me. He's like, motherfucker, is you serious? Nigga, that shit hard. Let's go. So I'm like, you know what, fuck it, I'm already spending money, you gonna take my money, you might wanna take all my motherfucking money, let's do this shit, so we're going for the go. So I recorded this shit, laid it out, but the whole thing was, the whole world can relate to it, cause the whole world, we're practicing social, we're practicing social distancing right now, you feel me? So the song is relevant as fuck. The fact that, like, we can sing about shit like this in 2020 and it's relevant because this is what we're, this is what we going through. Music's supposed to tell what the fuck is going on with the time, you feel me? Exactly. And what's going on with the time. It, and I can't wait, bro, until, like, the, the grandchildren of you, like, well, like, your grandchildren or your great-grandchildren come up to you and, like, they're like, yo, what did you do back at the quarantine times? Motherfucker, I dropped the song. Go check it out. I like, made this. I made the anthem for the fucking quarantine. That's right. I taught y'all how to social distance, my niggas. We gonna make social distance in, like, a suburban, like, a national, like, yeah, get my space. Ain't gonna be no Heisman no more. Shit, ain't no jazz. Do the Heisman on the whole fuck all that bitch. Social distancing. Give me six feet, bitch. Fall back. Keep it real pimping on the bitch. Facts, facts, bro. <laughs> facts, facts. Bro, and it's always those, like, weird white boys that are like, What's up, man? Everything's all cool, bro. Give me a hug, man. Oh, yeah, we don't get that close. <laughs> so, you know, I don't play those games. <laughs> if you don't got a vagina, mm. you can't even get that close to it. <laughs> <laughs> he said it. You don't got a vagina. Hold on, hold on. A natural born one. No weirdo extra shit. She had to have been born in there. We ain't playing none of that. So there's no refurbished vagina happening. Like it's <laughs> no refurbished nah. shit. No like custom made. Hey man, uh, bro, I heard that they be making some with the turbo now. <sighs> I'm telling you. <laughs> hey, my brother. But uh, man, on top of all that, bro. Um. How is, like, the community over there, man? Um, how's the East Coast handling everything? Are you guys okay? Because... Th- okay, so look. The Carolinas, 
as a whole, we some strong motherfuckers. They have to understand that when America was founded as like 13 colonies and shit, mm-hmm. South Carolina was the first one. We shut off the Revolutionary War, the fucking Civil War, and all kinds of shit. Everything starts here in South Carolina, so we gonna be alright. We beat hurricanes and all kinds of shit. So I don't give a fuck. I'm sitting here smoking weed, chilling. <laughs> you, know, you already know how my life is. I don't give a fuck about none of this shit. Like, this shit just some motherfuckers who, you know, there's not, like, I don't maneuver by everybody day-to-day system, so we ain't tripping by no motherfucker. You know, we ain't tripping by no money issues and shit and shit. It's, we maneuver and maintain because that's what the fuck we supposed to be doing. You feel me? Straight facts. Now, what do you feel about the people that keep saying that this shit was made in a lab in China? You know, I'm a conspiracy theorist. Trying, trying to take us out, my guy? I, I, I know that shit had to be made because you had to say I was in the military and some more shit. Okay. <laughs> that's why you ended up in Phoenix. So mm-hmm. we're gonna fuck back up. So like, yeah, I understand chemical warfare, biological warfare, some more shit. That shit's very much like that's relevant, nigga. That's fucking possible. And the fact that they got like patents and shit on the shit, and then the patent passed in like 2013, 2012, some shit like that. The fact that the patent passed for the virus mean that it was man-made. They released the shit, but yeah, it's still man-made. They may have sat, they may have sat on the bitch for motherfucking eight, nine years before they released it, but they been had the motherfucker. It was in there somewhere. Right. So, you know, that's all I'm saying about that shit. I really, but, but yeah, and the fact all that shit, population control and shit. That's why they try to open all this shit back up. I'm cool. I'm about to sit right in the house and be peeking through the fucking window smoking big weed, you know. <laughs> Man, I feel you. I. I'm gonna give you my wild take on it, my brother. Uh, I'm gonna tell you why. Sure. Uh, why it was made in the lab and why it was let out. Somewhere two years ago, uh, when everyone got that U2 album on their iPhones, you know that random U2 album just downloaded on everybody's yeah, iPhone? Everybody had, yeah. Even I had the shit. I know the yeah. Uh, bro, so, bro, I heard that album so much, like when I plugged in my fucking phone to my car, I think the same thing happened in China. They were like, all right, U2. U2. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! Me too. You too. Everyone just became the same thing after that. The whole world the same thing. Motherfuckers can't be racist no more. Like we we can all die from corona. Everybody. Yeah. Like yeah. Talking about the master race. How you so master now? Hmm. Like yeah, bro. I, I've been asking white people this the whole time. I'm like hmm. This is. We see who surviving. How about that? We'll talk about it after we time in the score shit. Exactly, my brother. <laughs> Are we gonna have some nice farms? You know. I'm telling you, the fuck they think this shit is. Maneuver and maintain. Fuck, they, hey, they got me fucked up. That shit's fire, but my brother, I got a quick question for you. I always got a quick answer for you. Yes, sir. Uh, who has been somebody that has been jamming in your ear? Like who had? Like who have you been jamming to? Any artists? Where you been going in your life? Steven on the bottom, bro, he said, I believe Corona and TikTok related. They blew up at the same time. Nah, yeah. 
So, motherfuckers at home bored, my nigga. Be, and they're on this, and they got time now. Um, bro. Yeah, we ain't had time before. Motherfuckers who had 40, 50 hour jobs, 60 hour jobs working full time shit, now they at home with their badass kids and food. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying to ask everybody. Like, I'm like, everyone has a time to talk about all the previous past shit that they did with their, you know, like with their girlfriend or whatever. You have the time to talk about it now. It, bro, how have you been getting away from it? I must ask you. Like, has there any been uh, like a time that hey, I want to talk to you about something? Nah, I gotta go. I got. Oh, you Yes. And he's gone, pulling up from 40. Get out of here. All you gonna see is the motherfucker. All you gonna smell is my weed smoke, nigga, my ashes. That's all you gonna see. I'm out. Uh, bro, goddamn it. Shouts out to you. Bro, uh, and uh, how was your last album? How did it do, man? Because I did check it out. It was dope. How did the world like it? do this for my brother. I live in Avondale right now. Do you have a hot 16 for us, my brother? Oh, you know, I got something in the bag. Let's go. Oh, do you need a beat? Right. Or do you want to go acapella? How, how you want to do this? I go acapella because I don't want to fuck with the lag and shit with the whole live shit. Uh, true. Me, so. Yes, sir. And if you in the car, and if we can hook up your phone to the car to pay, like to play a song, uh, let's make it happen, my brother. Nigga, all up in the scramble, rock it from every angle, crossing it, 
my god like fuego I fuck with (laughs) because you took all the fire iTunes, <laughs> Spotify, uh, bro. Um, I, what is your TikTok? My TikTok is motherfucking Big Daddy Goyard. If you type in Goyard Gotti, even for the song, if everybody when you on TikTok and you looking for my song, type in my name Goyard Gotti. The song social distancing. You can't fuck it up. It's social distancing, motherfucker. You, you feel me? You, so, can't <laughs> you can't miss it. You can't. You can't fuck it up. We're going to turn this shit up and we're going to make this shit cool. And we're going to show our grandkids some cool shit 20 years from now. And they're going to be like, that was y'all. And we're going to be like, yeah, motherfucker, this was us. Fuck you mean? Who else you thought it was? And then, <laughs> gang, gang. Go yard, my brother. I, I fuck with you, heavy, my brother. Leave the world with one last message, man. Love each other, smoke weed. Get some vitamin C in this motherfucker. You feel me? Go get some sunlight. Hey, go get some Say no more. Get some motherfucking sunlight. Go outside. It is kind of light outside over here, bro. I'm not gonna lie. Say no more, bro. Peace of love. Uh, bro, uh, hang out in the comments. I will see you back on the show probably, yeah? For sure, yeah. I'm gonna say, you know, I'm always ready to turn this motherfucker up. Let's make it. Let's make it happen, my brother. Let's make it happen. Peace Peace and love, my brother. Peace and love. My next person that I got coming up is Dean. My brother, Dean, you are next. Steven, you are right behind him. Dean, you are next. Steven, you are right behind him. Big Daddy Mike is in the building. Ceylon in the building. What should we play, y'all? What should we get into? This is by Ahmed El Said. It's a Bob Marley Is This Love Montmartre remix. And we're gonna talk to Dean in a second. We're gonna talk about films. We're gonna talk to Steven right after. Together of my single bed. Is this love? Let's get back to the show. Let's get Dean on the motherfucking show. <laughs> My brother. What's good, Ali? 
Uh, bro, my what brother, chilling, man. Hey, man, first and foremost, how are you, man? How's everything? Oh, good, man. Just living, taking it day by day, learning. You know, got to stay busy. It, it definitely got to stay busy, bro. It, it, I, can, I can hear you now. I can hear you now. Oh, uh, how are you been staying... Uh, how uh, how have you been staying busy at this time, man? Because you are someone, my brother, that it's it, it and like in a, in a very weird way, man. Like I look up to you, even though that you're younger than I am. Like you know, does that make sense? Like you know, because like bro, like I respect your hustle. I respect your intellect. I respect your growth. Like I respect your goddamn nature not to give a fuck on to try things. <laughs> you gotta try things and fail. And man, I just been staying busy by just you know keeping things keeping things in order. Like I'm in school right now; it's my last semester. But on top of that, I use a site called Udemy.com where I'm always learning shit. Whether it's After Effects, um, visual editing, film editing, anything, um, I'm always working on it, always learning. And that's kind of how I keep myself accountable. Like there's like a bunch of courses and all that, and I just I don't know. I get a satisfaction from finishing it, and being able to do dope shit afterwards. Pretty dope. <laughs> that's fire shit. And and if everybody does not know who the fuck this man is that's talking and like they're like, why the fuck are y'all talking about uh editing about videos and like all this shit? <laughs> people don't know shit. Bro, um how would you explain it, bro? Like are you um are you trying to chase to um like like are you trying to catch film? Are you trying to catch image? Are you like how would you want to call your craft? Man, my my craft, to be honest, is an obsession, bro. Like, I, I'm obsessed with learning new things and doing things that you once thought maybe you couldn't do. Mm-hmm. I don't know, there's something about that that just drives me and it makes me want to push and, and try new things. Like, I never thought I'd be into film and, like, directing and all because I actually started off with theater and I uh, worked uh, theater in college, etc. I did a lot of plays. I never thought I would do film, but... There was just something about it that just really uh, brought me to it. When I was in my little rest period from school, I was, I need a passion. I need to do something. I need to get busy, stop being lazy, you know, get done. And film was the first thing, bro. I shot a documentary with a friend of mine. It did really good. Did over 20000 on YouTube. And since then, man, I've been learning, been grinding. Let's go, bro. Let's fucking... Yeah, that's fucking beautiful. What did you make the like? What did you make the video on? Like, how like how did you guys shoot it? Uh, what did you learn? Bro, it, it was crazy. I just got my first camera, which was a Canon SL2, and my friend had a jujitsu tournament. I was like, "Yo, uh, I'm gonna show up, shoot whatever, and see what comes out of it." And like, ended up making like a cool, uh, cool flick. Ended up winning all his matches, so it was dope. It came out super good, and he just tried to show people that you know you stay home even with your win. You know, you stay home. You keep working on it, exactly, bro. My guy I Ant said, "Sick AF." Wait, I love the energy. I was watching the whole thing, just like wow. Bro, bro thank you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you guys got some really good energy. Thank you, man. Like. <laughs> I think one thing like about this show and like one thing always like like about the Low Maze Asylum show, man, like I want you to come as you like, you know, like I because like people always like feel like they need to carry some type of like je ne sais quoi, you know, like type shit. It, it just right. come as yourself. I was like, man, I got to keep up with his energy when I hop on because you know me, I'd just be I'd be like flat the whole way. And I'd be, <laughs> I'd be, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be at all. 
I always seen you as that sharpshooter, my brother. And, like, always, man, uh, you were very tactical with everything. And, like, that's a beautiful thing, man. i rather, like, measure twice and then cut once, you know, than rather than cut twice and then, you know, measure once. Because the way that you do things is beautiful, too, man, because you went into jujitsu, right? Yes. And, uh, and like, the way that you, like, literally just, like, trend, like, it, like engulfed yourself into, like, jujitsu, like, went into tournaments and everything, right? It was crazy. It was How crazy. did the kumite go? Let, run me through that shit. <laughs> Bro, so, I think I was about, I did wrestling in high school, and I was about, like, 19, and I always wanted to do jujitsu, but, you know, I always made excuses why I couldn't get to the gym, that, and, uh, I found there was a gym that was just like a straight shot on the bus from where I worked at. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm just going to hop on and try it out and see how it goes. And, yo, I met the most downer, like, ever. They were all killers, all savages, all ages. You know, you got old men in there that had skills, too. And I just fell in love with it. I would show up two, three times a day just to, just to show up. I, competing wasn't even on my mind. My first month ever training there, they were doing an in-house tournament. And uh, they're like, hey, you want to do the tournament? It's like, from 170s and down, they go against everyone. And I was like, down. It uh, ended up winning three matches straight, won the whole thing, bro. It was great. Three matches straight? Let's matches go, straight. baby. And it's that, it's that old Gracie style, too. So it's not like competition. It was like the Gracie, like, kind of the Gracie way. So it was real, real gritty. It was fun, though. What, like, like, was like everyone, like, on their knees, kind of? Like, everyone was. Yes, yes. It was crazy. Everyone that you know that you train with. Everyone's all like wrapped, like uh, everyone's on their knees, kind of like in a circle type of thing. And like, you know, if you go out the circle, back in and stuff like that, it was cool. That's fucking. From there, I, from there, I just started competing like crazy. Like I, I did like fourteen matches, sixteen matches as a white belt. Ended up winning nationals, and then after that, I took a crazy break because of school, bro. And <clears throat> crazy ever. But you won nationals. I know, I know, I know. Indeed, like. <laughs> right. No, you know me, I'm not pushing the envelope. Because I got promoted shortly after that from white belt to blue belt. And I'm like, I'm going to go back and try. Hey, Annabelle. I think I my first match. Lost the second one. And after that, I'm like, all right, school's starting. I'm not going to dedicate myself to how it is. Because dedication is huge. You got to be able to put those extra hours in the two days, the three days, like for any craft that you're doing. You got to be able to put all that work into it. Exactly, bro. Now, where did you get that? Like, where did you find that dedication? Um, I know everybody has that, but that voice inside of their head to like be like, "Yeah, man, I should just lay low." You know, no, nah, man, like I should just take it easy. Uh, how did you find a way to overcome that voice? Um, I think the first place it starts is like I feel like I've had a big chip on my shoulder since I was like fourteen, bro. I had the largest chip on my shoulder, and I just felt like. The, it, the effort I was giving wasn't good enough, you know, like, I would show up to wrestling practice half-ass, I'd be skipping days, you know, like, not not going all in, not putting my whole, you know, both feet into the water, you know, looking back, because I was regretting this, like, the, like, a couple weeks ago, I was like, man, you know, I stopped wrestling, you know, I could have done so much with it, but I kind of, like, just didn't, didn't pay attention to it, so... Mm-hmm. I had that chip on my shoulder, I'm like, you know you could have given more, you know you could have did more, so, like, I hear that voice that pulls back as you know like take a break and this and that I'm like no because I remember when you took a break I remember when you went to go you know not practice. like I know what it's like and I know you don't get you don't get good results from you know 
skipping out on your craft or days off. You got to do that shit every day. Exactly. Exactly. Man, uh, one thing about your craft is you have to keep practicing uh, practicing it every day to like make that muscle stronger. And each day that you miss is like missing a week. <laughs> is it- Bro, trust me. I, I started training at a, a gym again like a couple months back. And like, it's just not the same, bro. Like from being super consistent to dropping in whenever you want, it just don't work like that. Exactly. I feel you, my brother. Now, I want to talk to you about films because, like, films are something... Uh, films kind of helped me out through a lot in my life, man. And, like, I found a lot of answers in films. Um, like, I, like, I kind of want to run, like, favorite scenes of, like, life, like, you know, by each other. Like, something about films was always, like, it was a nice escape to, to like, to figure out your problems. Like, it was a weird meditation, like and like, I always yeah. use film for that. Now, how did you get into film? What like which film kind of inspired you? Like, what happened, my brother? Um, to be honest, there was there was one crucial moment with me because I'm I'm super new in the game and I've met like a lot of people. I've networked a lot in just a short year. I've been doing it, mm-hmm. and uh, there was one big moment. You know, like I've always been a big movie head growing up. Like we go to the movies like all the time. That was our family time. We just go to the movies and. Uh, one day I was just in the movie theater and I like saw the trailers, you know, the Fast Fast E, all these movies coming out, X Men, and I'm like, that would be a fun gig to be able to create, to be able to direct on stuff like this. Like, what went through my mind is like, can you imagine the type of fun people have on these sets? You know, like, it just seemed at the time a change of pace from what I was doing, like with school and everything. It just seemed way different. Like, people seemed like they were having fun, and that was that was just a big moment where you know I was I was inspired, like. I wouldn't say there was one movie because I like I like a shit ton of movies to be honest, like Pulp Fiction, you know, classics. I feel Jango. that. Like a lot of Tarantino, I'm a big Tarantino uh, support of Tarantino's work. Um, Scorsese's films, I love his films, but Aviator and stuff like that. I just I like ambitious ambitious films that you know make you think that you can go to that next level, like Pursuit of Happiness with Will Smith. Let's talk about that one. That, that one. That one was deep. We saw that man transition throughout that whole movie. That's a real hero's journey of having absolutely nothing, getting evicted, and then, you know, ending up where he wanted to be, getting that job. That was, like, stories like that are the stories I'm passionate about telling, you know. That's that's what I'm in this game for, you know. Like, by the end of it, you know, I want to be working in the industry and making stories and inspire, you know, maybe show, you know, some of what my drive is. You know what I mean? Like, I just feel like there's just something about having a passion and obsession that I believe, you know, you can apply to anywhere in your life and, and enjoy your life by being passionate. Because if you don't have passion, what, like, what are you doing? Like, you need, you need that passion. The, talk that talk, bro. And it's so <laughs> beautiful that you're, like, talking all this at a, like, at a young, educated age, man. Like, like I want you to... <laughs> like my brother like but the ways or like the opportunities that will come to you are going to be beautiful because i believe you have the right mindset in like all this which is to be a student because i like i believe in every single one of us like we never stop learning you know we we never stop learning yeah learning is learning is a huge key and i to anyone watching this like to take time to learn what you love to do and do it every day, that's how you become a master. That's how you achieve that master. 
And I tell people all the time, there's something you liked, you know, that you that you really thought, man, maybe I could have done that one day, you know, but you, you have to take that time out. Well, there's 15 minutes a day. I read this book. It said literally the top performers in the world, they at least put 15 minutes or more of their craft every single day. And they say that if that 15 minutes alone, you're beating your competition by like hundreds of percent because not everyone gets to work on things they want to do every day. It's crucial that you learn. It's crucial that you, you know, in, enjoy yourself and things that you do. Man. You're getting me hyped. I'm, I'm just talking right now, but you're getting me hyped. No, man, I like it. See, like, but the energy is coming out. What? Like, I need to match your energy now. <laughs> I'm about to turn it into Ja Rule. I never, I never asked you what kind of films did you like, you know, growing up that, that inspired you, you would say. Bro, um, major films that, like, I grew up to um, that I kind of vaguely remember um, those. I don't know the names of them, man, because, like, man, I grew up all over the world. So, like, we moved around so oh, much. Okay. So, so, man, you like. you got to see the international film market, like, not just American films. You got to see all this stuff. Everything, my brother. But like most, like most of the films that I do remember are more um, American based. Right. right yeah. Right. So, um, you like the first film? one, the Three Ninjas. Those like three. Uh, which one? I'm sorry. The uh, the Three Ninjas, like those like three kids. Which one? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The Kid Ninja movie. Yeah, bro. Like, yeah, that one's good. I like that one. But, but like. I don't know the title. <laughs> <laughs> like for like I think about three like three years in my life I thought just saying hia on everything just yelling out hia gave me like enormous powers so I was just around and just you know you got oh yeah on everything that's funny what did he say yo he said Rocky Cole and Tum Tum that was their name <laughs> But that was um, a movie. I'm not gonna lie. I was cliche. I like Karate Kids coming up because, dude, I'm not gonna lie. Like my high school experience, like low key felt like the Karate Kid. You know, like you had all these athletes. You know, just people who were crushing it. Like and me getting into wrestling, like I was complete trash. I'll be honest. And these kids that were wrestling like from the beginning, and uh, I was like a sore thumb there because you know I'm you know black male at was 99% Hispanic. So I feel it. Was, you. it, it that that movie inspired me a lot. Just watching it for sure. That, that's so. As, as cliche as it may sound, those those three films are good films. As cliche, man, because like movies kind of had like a message, like an underlying message behind it. And uh, but one one major movie that kind of turned me on to everything, man, I would definitely give it to Blade. Oh, Blade. Yeah. Dude, I just had a friend that was talking about Blade last night. He said, he literally said Blade Trinity inspired him to start working out. Like he's, he's like Diesel now, and he said Blade Trinity is what inspired him on his fitness. <laughs> That's what's up, bro. <laughs> mm. what, I can't wait till this Corona stuff shakes out, though, man, because I'm telling you, I want to I wanna put the, the metal on this once school is done. I have a lot more like mental real estate. To be able to just create. Oh, funny thing! I was watching this before, before I got on. I was watching a video. It's called the the habits of the highly effective artist. Okay. One of them is to not be a perfectionist. You know, a lot of the times we look at our work, we judge it a million times before we even put out one 
piece of content. Like, me right now on the phone, it's spontaneous. I'm, oh, man, I shouldn't have said this, but, you know, in that spontaneousness, in that action where everything happens, it says most of your life done within the 60, the 60% in the beginning. That's where most of the learning of your artistic craft is done. You know, that last 40% of perfectionism, that doesn't get you anywhere. You got to get your reps up. It's all about reps. It's all about volume. Pace. You gotta have that that pace to keep pushing content out there. Did you know Pablo Picasso, the artist, had over like fifty thousand pieces of art he created in his lifetime? Fifty thousand? Imagine if he made fifty thousand films. That's that's an insane work rate. That's an pace. That is an insane number. Insane. Now, like that's just where we gotta be at with our crafts, man. We just gotta not even think about how many likes it's gonna get. How many people are going to look at it? It's in that. Just start it right to the side and just keep creating. And keep it's going. It's hard to do something like this in the space where, you know, you want that fame, you want that attention, you want that notoriety, but you just got to love your shit to where you just get so cold with it. Like, that's what I did. That's what I imagined in my head. One day I'm going to get into my craft where I'm so cold at what I do that people are going to admire it. it that, that, but you're going to be walking away, like, shaking people's hands, like, did you see that yeah, shit right there? Like, did you see that? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's a good feeling. I can't wait for that feeling, man. I, I can't wait, my brother. Bro, Um, I've been talking to... um, But the funny thing is I've been excited about like as soon as like uh, you were going into the films and um, we kind of had like a small powwow and yeah. came to the realization that we're going to work on something. I didn't tell people too much into it yet. But <clears throat> but um, I was talking to your cousin Simba. Yeah. Shout out to Simba, and then so like and so like I was like man, so like I was like I need you in this video, and then so like he's like who's making it? I was like Dean, like he's like nigger. I just talked to him yesterday. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> hey, me and him been talking a lot, man. <coughs> gotta get on here. Me and him have been talking a lot lately. Hell and yeah. The, the thing that I love about Simba is he. He is insane at his craft. He's definitely reached that 10,000 hour mark. He's without a doubt brilliant. You can even compare his work to other artists. But, you know, sometimes he just gets to the gets to the point where he doesn't like the social media space. He doesn't like that his art is judged by people. But I'd be trying to get on him on the business talks. Like, bro, you got to do this. At this time, like, I, I just be trying to hype him up and gas him up. Because I love what he does, man. He's He's been doing this lifelong. He's not switched up once. He's been doing this art thing forever. Forever, bro. Forever, ever. Let me show you a thing that Simba drew inside of my notebook the very first day. No, the very first week I met him. Very first week. I met him on a Monday. He drew this by like a Thursday. First time. Hold on, bro. Like, this is crazy. Dean, I'm showing you things that I shouldn't be showing you. <laughs> this book was, yo, this, yeah, but this book was like, this book was everything back in the days. Like I wrote, like there's so much poetry that I written inside of it, man. Like the good old days. Um, he drew something inside of here. We, uh, like, uh, we went around school, like, this was 12 years ago, uh, 
We went around. Uh, so uh, we went around school and held up this sign, and it said "Just smile for me." And literally, bro, like for five out, like five hours, it was six of us, and we. I know this is gonna sound crazy, but we tallied up everybody who smiled, who maybe smiled, and who didn't smile. It, it, it's yeah bro and then like it was literally like we should go ask 300 people to smile for us and let's see if they do it ask 300 people tally that shit up like did our own math <laughs> wow that's insane but yeah bro the shots out um let me find this picture so i can show you this man's creativity um i think he was 17 16 at this time I would not be surprised. That man is, he's been putting out, he's been putting out, like, I remember we, growing up, me and him used to, like, draw side by side, because I used to do some big too, and, like, I'd be like, how does his art look like that? I can't mind that. He's just, he was born to do this, man. He was born to do it. He was born to do this, bro. Like, and, and there's nothing that you could take away from it. Um, Homie one day sat back, uh, one of my Facebook pictures, like, he sat back, drew me by hand, man, and his freehand form of, like, just drawing my face, the way that you can put, like, facial structure, eyes to, like, a, it's crazy to me. Mm-hmm. And I have to find just, this picture. It <laughs> was, like, there's, like, painters of old, like, Michelangelo, like, Da Vinci, those dudes were brilliant, like, I don't know. I just respect. I just respect the game at so many levels. Wow, that's insane. Do Do you see the black hole in the stomach? Zoom in a little bit. Uh huh. That is insane. That is insane. I t- now, now I want to ask everybody on here: Is it that art? Is that art like sick or not? Like. <laughs> Yeah, like, like he's, cold. he's so good at what he does. I need to see some fire emojis. If y'all think this is fire as fuck, for sure. Oh, that is the same person, by the way. Yeah, it looks that good. drew this. <laughs> same person, my brother. I didn't know he drew that. I did not create that as well. Bro, Simba. Wow. I told him, um, bro. Um, as soon as I was making the podcast, we kind of had like this, like spirit. Oh shit. We had some problems. 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 Shout out to Tory Lanez, man. Go check out his. Go check out his album. How are you, Angie? And we had some problems, guys. We had some problems. I'm sorry. I don't know why Instagram keeps doing that to us. Are we going to have the man come back on? Love that. Oh, the drop. Yeah, it was beautiful. Simba is. This is him, too. He drew this. I got the golden ticket. 
Okay, Pasa. Shouts out to Sir Mike333. This song is named Imagination Land. Make sure to check the man out. My brother, I don't know what we like. I don't know what happened. Um, Instagram. My lights over here. Has some lighting up in here. Whoa. <laughs> it's sexy chocolate. That boy look good. <laughs> How you doing, bro? Oh, bro, chilling, my brother. This is so crazy. But did you see the pictures? Uh, which ones? Uh, right now that I just showed? Um, no, I didn't get to see them. Wow. Okay, so this. Wait for it. That's wait, uh, this one. And I'm going to show you one more that I didn't show y'all yet. Because, like. Um, for sure. This one. Like, first of oh, all. Oh, that's Yeah, like. Is that the logo on there? But that's the Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> <laughs> wow! And then check out uh, it. Even has the raw thing. So good at what he does. Like check out that definition on the jawline. Like the writing yes, on it, bro. Dude, I'm hyping him up. After this, I'm hyping him up. I'm like, bro, start your new Instagram account and just make art every day. <laughs> I'm gonna hype him up, bro. I keep telling him this every single day. I'm like, I need to see you more. But one thing about Simba, he loves his cave. <laughs> yeah. This one is definitely one of my favorites. Cause uh, so like the whole face is open, smoking the J. The hands are right there with the incense though. Right. That's dope as fuck. Yeah. It looks like an album cover. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly, man. Did you hear about? I think he wanted to start creating music as well. I'm like, dude, he showed me a little verse the other day. I'm like, dude, you should do it. Uh, yeah, yeah, bro. It's like his talent is uncanny, and like I love people that are multi-talented, just like that man. That are, um, and the way that he picks up a craft, it's like he picked it up already. Like he already like like he's very well acquainted with something. I seen this man do some superhero shit, my guy. Like some superhero shit. Like um What do you do? He so uh one night way back like way back in the days, way back in the days, man. So um we're getting a bit inebriated for a lot of y'all don't know. That means that like we're just drinking uh, abusively. Like it was just abuse at this point. <laughs> I know, and I hope it goes out with you, he'd probably be having the time of his life bro and like we used to we used to have a crazy time back then and um our like energy was always like just 100 percent like we're fucking raging so we're like we're in the backyard and then he goes and like tries to hop on the trampoline and like ladies and gentlemen like know that like when you're inebriated you and a trampoline shouldn't mix at all like what you doing on a trampoline <laughs> like no not at all yeah so man uh my guy looked at it just like this. He just kept looking at it. He looked at it. He looked over to me. He looks back at it. And like he's like, yo, Ali, I'm going to go jump on the trampoline. 
I'm going to try to do a backflip. I'm going to try to land it and try to do another backflip. <laughs> now, wow. the, like, but the crazy thing about it, man, is like when he said, I'm going to do a backflip, like he kind of hiccuped. And like, he's like, and I'm going to do another backflip. So when he like hiccuped, I was like, I believed you on the first backflip. But as soon as the hiccup happened, I was like, nope, I don't believe you on the second backflip. The first one, you got it. Hands down. (laughs) So he goes on it, man. The hops on it, bro. Like, boom. And like, boom. And it was like the most craziest shit. Like, it was one of those like gorilla things. Like, I'm trying to like leap off this earth, you know. So like, he hops on it one more time, does does the backflip, man, lands chin first on the floor, gets right back up. God. Bro, gets right back up, connect, like, bro, it connected. Like, he landed, like, <laughs> and so, like, he got back up, like, nothing happened. And then, like, I was like, are you good? Like, he's like, no, man, I'm good. What are you talking about, bro? I'm good. I'm good. He's, and then he, he was really good. He was okay. <laughs> Shouts out to him, bro. So crazy. Bro, so um, we need to, uh, what is it about lighting? What is it about, like, like how can lighting affect a movie? How can, like, um different shading affect the movie like can you use that to affect mood is that like ways to affect mood dude dude, definitely lighting okay they say okay so most people think you need a red cinema camera you need aria likes for you to make dope content that is not true steven spielberg with an iphone you know and somebody who's just nuts on the lighting like you know the directors of photography the gaffers everybody who sets up the lighting that can affect mood, that can just change a whole scene, like, you know, you can, you can take one scene that's, like, completely happy, and just change the lighting to, like, a darker, dim tone, and, like, now you're feeling, like, you know, stressed, you're feeling anxious, based on the lighting, you know, um, what I like about lighting, if you look, like, let me see if I can put it right here, see, this is a motivated light up here, that's motivated, you know, like, you see it, it's, it's in the frame, but, you know, what makes this better is because I have, like, another light right here. Let me show you. Yes, sir. It's not, it's not the greatest light. It's not the greatest light, but, you know, this lighting is so important. Like It's loading, man. lighting before they buy new cameras. I'd rather have more lights than more cameras, if that makes sense. Exactly. Exactly. Got, like, I think, because I think the lights is definitely what make the, the video happen, kind of, man, right? Sure, like, um, those DPs get paid top dollar for a reason. Like, the guy that just won, uh, Roger Dickens, he just did that movie 1917. I don't know if you saw it, the war movie. Yeah. But that dude, that dude literally done most, has DP'd most of the movies that we all love. Like, he did Blade Runner 2009, he did Shawshank Redemption, he did 1917. Like, his resume, if you look at his resume, it, it's insane. Like, he should have won way more Oscars, but... For whatever reason, he, I don't know, that cat like him, but uh, that dude has won a crazy... Most of the movies that we love, he's, he's done all the lighting for. That's fire as shit, man. Okay. But, um, I'm actually thinking about on, on my uh, YouTube channel, I wanted to start doing breakdowns, and I got a drawing tablet, and I'm going to take, like, movie frames, and I'm going to, like, break the cinematography. I'm, like, going to draw on it, show, like, what lights are doing here, 
how is that making you feel, you know, how, how they put the camera at certain places. You know, like, it's not it's mm. not so complicated. We have all of the, the tools. We've seen a million movies, you know. You just got to, you know, know the rules and then know them enough to break them. Like, you just got to... You just gotta know the rules. You can shoot with an iPhone. I was actually thinking about making this short film on the iPhone just to test myself to see how it how it, how it goes. How it's actually the lighting is a major key. That's like that's top. Lighting is top. It's, it's one of the most important things I think. I, I need to devote more time to it, but like as a director, I'm thinking about, you know, writing writing more, um, you know, learning how to work with actors more and, and probably hiring someone to, to do the DPing and the lighting. That is a fine art. <laughs> you need all the help with that. That is a, definitely, definitely, man. And and there's something about acting that like I've been trying to like pursue more like into like into also, man. Because um, I did a movie in Sundance with uh the rapper Kanan. Like so, like he did this like short film out there. And then uh, me and my ne- like nephew got like drafted to be like in like inside this like insane asylum. And fucking that is sick, bro. Like it was like it was really dope. And like the way that I kind of watched like the main character and like how he kind of added like extra like it was like extra like in real life like everything that like everything that like he did in like real life was super extra but like in video it made sense mm-hmm. and then like yo like oh no 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 like in like but like things like that is like what i kind of want to get more into man because like that is like where you find your true like acting because like you do things that you normally regularly mm-hmm. wouldn't do like act. Right. <laughs> the thing about acting, it challenges you to do like things never done before. I started theater. The first thing we did before we even did anything with like vocal, we did the thing where you like it's in the morning. You're waking up. You're like brushing your teeth and stuff like that. You know, you're walking, closing the door, and all that. But it's all imaginative. Acting out with your body. and that was like step one. And then, you know, we started to do the lines and the plays and, like, grow herself. But in that final semester, it got to the point where she was teaching us stuff like acting is about, like, feeling through your body and you got to feel, like, all this stuff. And, like, to, to act drunk, you got to, like, want to be drunk and have experience and stuff like that. And it goes deep. It goes really deep. So sometimes, ooh, so sometimes I must go through some things to understand how to act it through, right? It's <laughs> yes, like those guys, like the like exactly. Like, have you seen uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, his name is Daniel Day Lewis. He did Abraham Lincoln, mm-hmm. and he did a flick where he was this like oil rig guy back in the 18th century, all about his dollar. And like, he had like people dying around him, his son went like deaf, but he was so focused on this oil well, like to get oil, like, even went crazy at the end of it. But uh, that actor. When he's on set, he's that character all day. Like, he does not change. Change up at once. And he's won, like, I think, three Oscars or something. He's the most, I think, winning winning as actor in the, the Academy history. He's crazy. Damn. And, and... Yeah, he has the most, I believe, Oscars as an actor. Yeah, sh- shots out to Oscars as an actor? 
That is beautiful. Yes. Yes. I'm trying to get an Oscars like at least you, once in my life. He's on Joaquin Phoenix. No, or should I say Joaquin Phoenix is trying to be on the, be on his on what he's doing. Did you see the Joker? Yes. Yeah, it was I like that one. He, he was insane. It, it, that, I definitely. Like Heath Ledger a lot better. But he was his own like twisted Joker. Like he was his own. He was his own thing, and he, yo, he stretched that, he stretched that Joker role, I think, as far as it's, it's ever gone, like, mentally. Like, if you look at, like, mental health, it made, it made people think, because you had to walk away from that film being like, yo, there's really people that go through that on a daily basis, whether they lose funding for their meds, or, you know, they just get off the wall like that, or have people picking on them, telling them they can't do this and that, and then they just go crazy like that. I think that's where I saw it, and I, I looked at it realistically like this actually happens there's actually people like that in the world that if you push them to a limit man they're just gonna and that's one thing you were doing acting as well not to interrupt you my bad like when you do your acting thing um there's something about acting and authenticity and, and being real to yourself and actually being able to put yourself in like your your character's shoes that takes you to the next level like you gotta be able to like, feel that shit. like be gotta feel it i like that like i like that like you you need to definitely act like someone else and it's kind of hard to act like it because all that you know how to act like is yourself <laughs> exactly and that's what it comes down to like people like if you notice in hollywood like the rock the rock plays the same damn character Then can I talk about why people, bro? Why do people hate typecasting? Then, like, I just don't understand why you would hate typecasting in that zone. Like, you're still getting a job in here. Like, you're still getting some type of acting job. Well, so like when you look at this, when you look at this world as like creatives, as artists, like mm-hmm. I would say that people can be very pretentious even in the filmmaking. Like, I see like some of my friends filmmakers like he posted something like this he was don't think you could do what i do full-time part-time blah 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 blah. you can talk about trades and so people can be very pretentious in this in this realm and like when you're doing those like those roles we were talking about people may frown upon it because they're like bro you're not winning any awards you're not showing me range you know look at joaquin phoenix's last like eight roles he's a totally completely different person like Facts. he's himself but he's totally different, and it's so weird. It's hard to explain, and that, that's where like that range comes in, which is not bad because you make you make good bank when you're like the Rock and you ask for all those. But mm-hmm. I don't see the Rock winning an Oscar time soon. I believe he can, but he's got to show some range. It's it. Yo, did uh, Leonardo did DiCaprio finally win one? Oh, bro. No, I was saying people are so pretentious in this field, like. Because it is at the at, at the, the highest point, artist, mm-hmm. and they critique. You know, you got people that I didn't like how you make this camera movement. I didn't like how the camera shake there. I didn't like this. I didn't like that. So a lot of the times, you know, you. I learned something also today. They say great artists steal a thousand times. They say when you copy one person, that's just copying. That's being an amateur. And when you steal from a thousand people, then they'll tell you you're original. They'll tell you you're authentic. That's straight back. Great artist steal, bro. I made this. 
I made this from the community. <laughs> exactly. Bro. I mean, how can they say you're biting them, but if you stole like a billion things and put it in there? Like, Tarantino did that. Tarantino's notorious for that. He watched like thousands of movies, and he does so many things that they used to do in spaghetti westerns in all of his movies. And just fucking t- capitalizes. Yes. I mean, bro. Said, I'm gonna start doing that next short I do. I'm gonna watch some films and write down what kind of shots I want to get and what, you know, what kind of things worked. Hell yeah, definitely, definitely. Which kind of films or like what kind of? Yeah, actually, what kind of films do you think are working now? Like, what kind of films do you think are the end thing now? Like, probably like the Marvel movies, <laughs> the right? End thing, I would- yeah, I would definitely say right now, okay, I will say this. We live in an awesome time with creators who are creating their own unique projects. There's definitely a love for it. There's a market for it. There's, you know, you can even have the booming YouTube or Instagram for it. But the thing is, what's, what's booming are the franchise movies like Jumanji 1, Jumanji 2, the Marvel Universe. I'm curious where they're going to go to next because Marvel kind of went through their whole cycle. I don't know how much like all movies mm-hmm. so I'm wondering what's gonna happen next because even saw with Fast and the Furious it was like 8 or 9 Fast and the Furious um franchises they're the gold standard here's why I've learned in uh, screenwriting reading it talks about how if you have to explain overly explain something to someone they won't get it therefore they won't watch it therefore they won't so you see Spider-Man 2 you already know I've seen Spider-Man 1 I know what this is I'm gonna go Spider-Man 2, we'll see Spider-Man 3. Like, the audience, you don't have to do advertising as much when you when you have that franchise. Kind of tag behind it's it, yeah. how that works. Like, I don't gotta say right. shit to you, it, like, it comes from this family, that's it. <laughs> exactly, right? They, they don't gotta do much of anything, just continue the story on, and people are already excited for it. Bro, that's fucking crazy. I wonder, I wonder how that Say, I'm sorry. <laughs> say that again. No, like it's crazy. I wonder how that guy Ryan Coogler, the guy who did Black Panther in uh, Fruitvale Station, um, he was considered a young director, and he was like 32 when he did Black Panther. So it's like, I wonder how he went about getting into the industry. It definitely helps being in LA because I know he went to USC, and USC is like the number one film school. It's like it's like Juilliard filmmaking. But um, I like watching his stuff too. I'm not gonna lie, Black Panther was pretty. I really like Black Panthers. Wakanda forever, man. It put us on a motherfucking map. <laughs> it put us on the I mean, map. That movie was insane. I, I like how they went back to Africa and then they showed like the cultural roots and just how different it was there and like how there was like different tribes. They weren't all the same. Like that. Was, that's how you tell the story. Somewhere bro, unique, bro. Like. You know? A lot of people don't know, man, because, like, a lot of people, like, are like, oh, Africans. Like, so, like, so they're kind of expecting, like, a hut, you know, all this, like, you know, clicking sounds, yeah. all this types of shit. De- Dean, uh, right. if it, but do you know I'm African? <laughs> do you know I'm full African? Yeah. Bro, you're, like. You're, you're East African, right? Uh, yes, yes. So, man, like, so, like, like, with that, like, what the fuck? Like, we don't all look the same. Like, it's not, man, it's countries. No, bro. <laughs> West African Nigerian, so hell yeah! Like 
East Africa and West Africa are different, bro. You know, like we have different features for sure. Very man, and then um, it's uh, even a different culture, too. Very, very. Shouts out to Big Daddy Mike, Costum the Dream. He also directing Space Jam too. Oh shit! All right, Dean. My nephew out here dropping facts. Let's go, yes. <laughs> Yo, let's go. So who do we have playing as the? Ma- who would we have as like the main person in Space Jam? Le- LeBron James. Probably LeBron. I was just gonna say, I was like, it's, if LeBron accepts, it's more than likely gonna be LeBron mm. or someone with like a lot of knowing right. Ooh. I, so I've also heard this in the in the filmmaking industry. Mm-hmm. A lot of the times now, if you have a bigger following, like say a social media following, they will straight up cast you because once again, they don't have to do advertising. If you have a big following. So pretty much they don't have like it makes me think I'm Oh, go ahead. No, like so like in simple terms, so pretty much you don't have to post me or advertise me because I'm already popular enough. It's like I don't have to pay for that. Exactly. That's exactly. fucked up. I've been reading about that and they say Yeah, I know. They say they say they don't like frown upon it anymore because you're bringing your whole fan base to watch this damn movie. And if you got a million million followers, that's a possibly a million watch that movie on top of your already built audience and that's sometimes the decision making that they make with certain actors and why they choose certain actors because of their fan base it's becoming like that and all the people that actually have actual talent are just being not seen that's fucked up that is okay I want to touch on this on this on this pod so i truly believe this learning about that thing with volume and how putting out constantly out content is going to help you and push you like that that is the gold standard that's the blueprint but i will say like i said there's this guy that showed me his art and this guy pop and he has like a verified sign and all that and like once again i will tell you and both me and you would probably agree on this that guy's art is nowhere like close Simba's, but that guy gets all the notoriety and all the pop just because he posts his trendy things. And, and that blue check, hosts care art. about that blue check. What? Right, exactly. Everyone's about that blue check. The thing is, you can't sell yourself for that blue check. Like you gotta stay true to. That's what I was trying to tell him. You gotta stay true to you and what you do, because that blue check ultimately should be a result of your own work. It shouldn't be like. You know, you're getting with somebody. Dean, Dean, know, say that again. Say that again, but that but that blue check should be a what? Yes, that blue check should be a result of the work you did. You, you, know? you motherfuckers. <laughs> right. Right. Keep going, though, man. Like, <sighs> that, I, will, I will say, bro, a lot of people will, will push other people's content share and stuff like that even in the filmmaking community i see it and they won't acknowledge your work but you got to get to the point where if you can be sorry about it you can be salty about it but you got to get to the point where you're like i'm gonna create anyway and i'm gonna create so much volume that everyone around me cannot and once you get to that point i'm telling i'm telling you that things probably like that's when things break through oh my god to that point of 
work your competition, man. Pace is, pace is a weapon, bro. And fighting. Fighting pace is a weapon, you know. And in your content creation, it's a weapon bro, to create. And that's exactly what I'm trying to do. I think consistency is something that people are attracted to. DJ motherfucking nonsense in the building. And uh, consistency is definitely something I think attracts a lot of people. Because me personally, if I see you doing something, I'll be like, cool. You know, if I see you doing it again, I'll be like, cool. If I see you doing it again, if I see you consistently doing it, I'll be like, all right. I, but you're trying to perfect this shit. Let me check this out. Exactly. This is why I'm so excited for when school school is over with. Like, I've been grinding in room just trying to finish this. This is the last semester. And after that, you know, I'm not going to work a crazy amount of hours. That's not what I'm going to do. I'm going to work, like, a reasonable amount just to fund my stuff. Because I do believe, you know, you can't be, you can't go all in on one thing. But you, at the end of the day, you gotta have money to pay your food, living, etc. So, I'm telling you, man. Like, like you said, like what you said about the consistency, because it's definitely one thing that I've have lacked in the past with creating my own films and stuff like that. But just hearing you say that, bro, I'm like, I gotta get, I gotta get creating consistently. Yes, sir. Consistency, everything, bro. Consistency is key, man. And like, and I love your podcast. Thank you. <laughs> I'm just trying to be everybody's favorite podcast, bro. Um, some people kind of like, I think from episode one, my brother, um, let me tell you where the uh, consistency started from. We're on episode 167 now, right? Uh, episode wow. one to uh, episode one, all the way up to episode 68. I was like legally, legally depressed, like legally, okay, make it like hotboxing the car. And I had, um, I had tape inside of my car and then like I would tape the fucking, uh, earphone to the ceiling and then I would make a podcast like inside the car. And like, so bro, and for that long bro and like and i would come to people talk to people about the craziest shit but like it was therapy all the way up from there consistency right like i'm like i'm gonna keep dropping it and so much people like oh i like the content i can't hear you that well i can't hear you that well so we finally switched up the sound now like i did i'm just saying all this to say one thing So now, so so now, as soon as we have like the actual clear sound that people wanted, like that crisp, clear thing that they've been fiending for, that like they actually want to hear the content of the Low Maids Asylum show, I didn't take the rest of them off. And like so much people are like, yo, why don't you take them off, kind of clean up your profile for what? It shows my growth, you know, like, bro, it shows where I came from. It literally, it shows you my, like, it shows you my map. If you want to learn, like, bro. Like, this is a perfect tutorial. See, this is a manual book. <laughs> yeah. Yes, dude, that's going to be so hype. Because I've thought about that in the past, too, removing, like, old content off my YouTube channel and all that. It's just, just starting fresh. I think about it all the time. Mm-hmm. But I like that. That's Definitely, cool. man. That's authentic. Definitely, man. Because, like, bro, sometimes I be, like, sitting back and it's kind of funny, like, and in a craft like mine i can sit back and like i can hear myself from like three years ago you know and i'm like damn nigga i i shouldn't be thinking that way you know like 
<laughs> but right, like what was that talking about? Exactly, man. Exactly. But now I I just want to show the world consistency, and then I kind of want to show the world the purpose of it all. And the purpose was it, uh, or the whole purpose was to connect with the world. Like I want to do something for my community, which is the world, man. You know. It's not like for the people just around me. Like right. I, uh, I, I was raised all over the world, man. So everyone around me is always family. <laughs> yes, sir. Just, just like that old saying, you know, when you move so much around, like you have to become like a chameleon in your environment. Because you, know, you gotta adapt. <sighs> exactly, bro. Exactly. And I always, I always admire people who come from other countries and like you know, make the most out of this shit. Let me tell you this quick story. There was a, uh, so in my program, there's this lady. I got to take a pause because I get emotional every time thinking about it. So from, she's from Kenya. She grew up in a, uh, essentially like a house made of like dung. Like literally the house was made of dung. I'm not even joking. Mm -hmm. She didn't have shoes till she was about like 13, 14. And she's playing volleyball, just fun, recreationally. And someone reached out to her because they saw her playing. She's very tall. She's like she's like my height, bro. A little bit tall. And uh, they said we will offer you a scholarship in the U.S. To play for us. And she said that's great. Like I'll take it. I love it. This opportunity of a lifetime. But she told them because she wanted a better life for her sister. Was like you got to take both of us. That's the only. And bro, they took her and her sister to the University of Missouri, where she played volleyball. On top of doing that, got a bachelor's in biology, bro. In biology. Joined the Air Force. And now is in my nursing program. Until this day, she sends back money. She sends money back to her family. And, bro, they, their family has, like, an estate up there. In Kenya. Bro, she, like, when she was telling me that, I don't know what that did to me, bro. Damn. It... I know, bro. Damn. That, that like put so many things in perspective, bro. Like I'm like she's a beast. For real, for real, bro. Like put a lot. None of our shit matters. None of I our shit you, matters. Except, except bro, that's exactly what I said. I was like, damn. I was like, I don't got a story that cool because she told that to all of us. I was like, damn. Da <laughs> done done. Wow, but though, bro. I always, I always like uh, let. I always let her know she inspires me, man. Definitely, man. I like. I, I think. Always let her know. Hey, shouts out to Aunt, bro. Like, I think that you should always tell people like who inspire you, like that they like inspire you, like right there, man. Like, I reach out to so much people, man. Like, just to tell them, like, hey, bro, I liked, like, I liked how you did this, and like. I pay attention to the fine crafts and like a lot of people definitely pay attention to the small fine crafts, man. If you do sm like small tweakages to kind of add your kind of signature to things, people notice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. So like definitely. There's something about. Uh -huh. There's something about that whole. Uh, I like to watch these videos on YouTube called, you know, it's 400 hours of practice on that. They want there. I like watching those because it shows you like what's possible, you know, versus where they were at. And I think a lot of the times in this like in this modern time, we get distracted. We only see like the social media, the blue checks, where everybody's at. We don't see like 
those hours upon hours upon hours. Because even now, bro, like I always question and I ask myself, I'm like, what am I doing? Why am I staying up this late? Like, I'm learning how to write screenplays. I live in Phoenix. Like, what's like, what's the point of that? Like, but I, I think, and I'm just like, no, like, just keep doing it. Just keep working on it. Just keep creating. You know, something's gonna stick eventually, especially when you love it. But just keep creating. Exactly, bro. I'm ranting, bro. <laughs> no, Dean. Uh, d- d- allow me to put a pers. Uh, perspective into place for you any single time that you try to not think or like or try to deter yourself away from anything bro we are on it's and it's just something that i kind of go by every single time man that like i try to think uh too small of myself like i'm like man who the fuck like i can't do this you know like this shit is not like i can't do this you know (laughs) but I try to think about one thing, man. I try to put it into uh, perspective that we're on a giant rock, like flying a thousand miles per hour through space. None of my shit matters. So if I don't do it, it doesn't matter. If I do do it, it doesn't matter. If I do do it, I'll feel better about myself. If I don't do it, I won't feel better about myself. It's simplicity. Which one am I gonna go with? Like, <laughs> right. it's, I like the second one a lot. The first one. It, 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 exactly, bro. And you gotta just keep thinking that it, you should just think outside of this world. Everything is grand, like because by the end of the day, we're still on a giant rock flying <laughs> a thousand miles per hour through space. <laughs> right. It's, it's half of the shit don't That's matter. Crazy to exactly, man. Right, exactly. I, I heard, some, I heard something too. Uh, there's this crazy story. We probably heard about it when you when you do. It's a Greek story about this this guy. His dad. He makes. He creates these like projects and all that, and he creates wings for his son. His son wanted you know fly in the sky as high as he can, but his dad told him. Cannot fly that high because if you fly that high, you're gonna, not gonna work. You're gonna crash and fall or whatever. And uh, you know he got to fly as high as he wanted to go, and he ended up crashing, like dying. And you know everybody for a time was talking about it, but eventually people on with their shit. So like the moral of the story, no one cares. No one cares. So just do like, you and do your passion while you can. No one cares anyway. Dude. This man had wings. This man had wings in the air. <laughs> No, and no and but that is the beauty of it all, man. Cause, and I kind of want it too, man. That we that we need to leave a trail because people or the artists that I'm into or like the artists that I want to do digging into, I love to go through their new shit and go all the way through their old shit, catalog everything, you know. Like oh like oh like oh I bet you at this time like they learned this in this movie they kind of learned this you know crazy shit like that. That's what I need to do. To be honest, I need to go back and watch some old ass classics. <laughs> Definitely, man. Because I think the classics teach you why why we're going to the movie in the first place <laughs> in a very weird way, like. <laughs> It's like I'm coming here to be like entertained, like, and I'm coming here for like a story. 
and right. uh, yeah, bro. And I believe that they try to sell us into action, and like I could be highly mistaken. I could be highly mistaken. Um, Avengers has the perfect balance of action and emotion. Like they grasp you as a person. Like you know, and. Uh, so as soon as they grasp you as a person, they show you everything, man. Boom, boom, boom. Hulk, you know, battling it out. You know, Captain America just <laughs> socking motherfuckers out of place. So uh, they show you all of that stuff. Transformers was a movie that had no emotions, that had all action. People liked it for like the first three, like the trilogy, fire. And as soon as they kept trying to drop it, people like, yo, quit it. Like, you know, quit it, man. Like we just don't like action. Like it put something right. else to they it. Like we're just over it. Exactly, man. I think where they struggle. I think where they struggle with that. A lot of uh, the effects, a lot of visual effects, and like I mean, technically they're actors, but technically they're robots. So it's kind of hard to like. I don't know. They. That's a hard. That's a hard thing to do to tell a story with VFX and robots. Like not the, not an, not an easy thing. Mm-hmm. Especially when it's like blockbuster. How Transformers was. Very action-based and, like, visuals. Ty- Yo, Tyrese is still crying right now. <laughs> huh? I said Tyrese is still crying right now. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you know he got mad about the whole uh, Fast and Furious thing, too, right? But did he? For what? He, he, he didn't like that Hobbs and Shaw was... Re- oh, he didn't like that they released Hobbs and Shaw by themselves. And they didn't wait to do uh, the next fast. He was pissed about that, and like he, he had a whole rant about. It. He's like, you know what? You know, especially after my boy Paul died, this ain't cool. This isn't that. I can't believe they released this movie like that. He was not happy with it. Tyrese, or should should I call you by your Fast and the Furious name, Roman? Um, we do not want to see a a like side movie with you in it. I don't think a side movie. Him and Ludacris? No, no, no. I wouldn't want to watch it. I'm sorry, bro. I wouldn't. Like, probably Han and Luda. I think, I think if, if, if Tyrese was, like, a little bit more or less comedic, I think him and Luda could pull it off. But I think with them two, it's just too, too like, comedic. Definitely. If they had him, Luda, and Han, because Han was my favorite. And, like, that's, uh, that is definitely one person that I definitely do want to talk to you about. That man, uh, yo, that man single-handedly changed my life, and like in a very weird way, like, really? yeah, bro, I could like, I, I thought that I will never say this about like a movie, but a scene in a movie changed my whole life. It made everything make sense. Uh, he, I, I seen this like when the like movie first came out, and like now it finally put everything in perspective after all the dust of growing and like trying to find yourself kind of settles and like when you go like when you kind of go through everything man you get this sense of like i got this message before and i should have heeded this message and like it's a message that i've been trying to like chase all my life you know so stop all kind of knowledge i'm excited my brother (laughs) um the movie tokyo drift do you know when he's like on the roof When, oh yeah, when they're playing soccer. Yeah, and then um, and then so like he's like, "Yo, man, so let me ask you, like, 
why did you let me race with your car? And then, like, as soon as he asked him that question, like, homie, like, really felt it inside. So, like, he's like, look. So, like, he's like, why not? And as soon as he said, why not? Like, he's like, you knew that I was going to wreck it. And Han comes back with, like, he's like, I got money. So, like, he's like, and if it takes just a car to see uh, how much a man, like, or, or like, or like, uh, like, to see a man's character, like, he's like, I am willing to take that because who is around you lets you, lets you know of who you are. Mm, and that, that bro, bro, as soon as he said that, man, and so like he's like, "How did you make it to Tokyo?" And then like as soon as he said that, like he's like, "Do you remember those old Western movies?" Like he's like, "So like when the robber, you know, just gets away and runs to Mexico, like he's like, this is my Mexico. Life is simple." You make decisions and you never look back. And sometimes, bro, sometimes, like, but the looking back part was the thing that was haunting me the most. But I seen that scene again. I was like, I need to take it as exactly what the fuck it is. <laughs> right. It, right. Dude, that's, that's a lot to do. That's, that's a real ass message in that movie. And I never knew why. But he definitely was like, my favorite character. Definitely. I never can tell why, but he just came from such a like real authentic like I'm living life how I'm supposed to live it like like that I really liked. It, exactly, bro. And then like true heroes, you know, you need you need that hero to like guide your story. But like those are the true like unsung heroes that are. Thank you. They're they just know what to do, like and they're just doing it. But they're just cool about it, cool nonchalant, man. Hey, man, I be trying to walk <laughs> around like that. <laughs> See, now I was I was thinking about analyzing what you what you were saying because I remember the first thing that that you said uh, with um you were saying about Han and how he, how he inspired you. I thought about the scene where he's in the uh, shop and uh, the dude DK runs up on Drift King. He runs up on him like. Like, seriously? Like, this is what you've been doing all this time? Like, you've been ripping me off? Blah, 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 this and that. He tells him straight up. He's like, it's not the Boy Scouts, D. Ex- What'd you goes. expect? Like, this ain't the Boy Scouts. He showed you also, you gotta get yours, period. Like, you gotta get yours, period. Facts, facts, bro. My God. If you're gonna be in the streets doing dirt, like, expect to have dirt done on you, you know? Oh, man. Like, that's the law of the jungle. <laughs> that's the law of the jungle right? you can't expect any other out, like outcome exactly oh shit Ali my I brother who bro you say? Uh, uh, Ali man in the building uh, Ali stick around bro uh, are we gonna have you on the show too bro uh, Ali drops knowledge Dylan in the building uh, that's your homie Dean uh, Dylan yes sir but my brother so i'm i am very glad that we are two people that do like uh what do you call it han (laughs) that makes me very happy dude i love (laughs) that hey i should have been on here not to lie bro like it's very it's a very enlightening conversation i feel like that's one thing you can't take take from han dude you gotta like you gotta be your own like western movie like find things we create things from pioneering like doing something different 
and that's my thing as to what pulls me back from creating like films. I'm thinking, how can this different before I, I create it? Because I don't want thing. And everyone has a unique life, a unique set of DNA that nobody will ever have your DNA. So you have to create how you were. If that makes sense, like you just gotta you gotta be your own like hero of your movie, essentially. But you gotta be you gotta do what drives you, what pushes you feeling your heart deep down because i'm telling you people can say that that doesn't happen but i know deep down in people's hearts they feel like there's something like eating that like little voice in your head that just and i don't know i just feel it all the time bro like there's just that voice and you gotta you gotta do you gotta do it you got that hunger for it Yes, sir. Bro, and that is the most beautiful thing, Dean. Man, I can't, I, I can't wait until this quarantine shit is over, man, so we can d- show the world what's popping yes. for real, for real. Yes, bro. We got a, I got a little uh, studio spot that I found too. That's one thing I do like about this filmmaking thing. It is a lot about connect networking because I found this studio that one of my friends will work, you know, by association, mm-hmm. and there's like a nice. We can shoot, you know, once this is all over, you know, shoot scenes there, do some other stuff, and it'll definitely be fun. Oh, my guy, bro. Let's do it, man. And if you ever want to go into any types of, like, roles, like, you know, back in the days, like, medieval times, like, if you even want to do English, bro, I'm willing to try anything, my guy. Like, <laughs> you feel me? Like, let's go. If, like, if you need me out Motherfucker, stay home so we can go back outside. Tell him, Dean. Tell him. <laughs> stay home. Stay, stay, stay. Hey, bro, I'm, I'm a nurse and I'm not out. I'm never out. Like, I, I hardly work it. I'll be home. Man, thank you for your service, first and foremost. Yeah. Hey, no problem, man. I've been staying home for the most part now, but when this, when this thing first, like, broke out, I was working a lot. Damn, bro. I'm trying to stay safe, bro, but once school is over, I might be back out there. Again, so. it did, definitely but my brother uh, d- drop your uh, social media uh, we will see you back on this show soon Dean it's always a pleasure to talk to you my brother I can't wait for the for projects sure. everybody like they, remember this man okay films on YouTube and also on Instagram posting a lot of stuff on YouTube so definitely Dean. I know everybody has a YouTube channel nowadays but I'm going to be looking at, like, breaking down film stuff, doing vlogs, filmmaking projects, and just, you know, the artist cinema and all that, having a good time. Thank you for having me on, bro. Bro, anytime, bro. Th- thank you for uh, coming on, man. It-, it is always a pleasure, but just like I always say, man, thank you for inspiring me. Keep doing what the fuck you're doing, my brother. Hey, dude, thanks for inspiring me today, man. I appreciate you. Of course, my I'll brother. See. It- you know- Peace and love, my brother. I will see you soon.
Hey, let's keep the live going. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. And you're up next. I'm going to play one song. I'm going to keep it going. How's everybody doing tonight? Who do we got in the building? Mikey! What are we chiefing on, my brother? Mikey, when am I going to have you on the show, bro? This is Stormzy, standard. I kill an MC, give a boy's face in the evening. You are not a top MC or just paying things in a VIP, that's standard. Tell man that, Stormzy ain't standard. Man's got more gold walls, that's standard. Soon have plaques on the wall, that's standard. Slides and socks on my feet, that's standard. I kill an MC, give a boy's face in the evening. You are not a top MC or just standard. Paying things in a VIP, If y'all don't know, y'all can check out my light playlist on SoundCloud. Find all this music. Bro, you gotta get it right. <laughs> Mike, are you down tonight? Right after that? Can you hear me at? He don't deserve that shit. Where'd he go? Where'd he go? Ant <laughs> just bounced. Ant, you just bounced, bro. <laughs> oh, by the way, y'all. Ant, can I tell you the most funniest thing? Oh, I can't hear you, bro. Can you guys hear Ant? Can everybody hear Ant? Bro, say something. Can y'all hear Ant? People? Can you hear me? Am I coming through nice? My key, you let me know when, man. My brother. We need to, we need to have a good sit down. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. What should we play? Hey. I can't hear you too, bro. You want to, like, restart your application? Restart your application. They want to see you lay down. I get it on the face. This is called Ray Charles by Third World Dawn. Oh, 
Oh, bro, I can hear you. Hey, Ed, tell him, bro. Tell him we got shmoney. But you. Yo, let's take a motherfucker. Cheers, cheers, cheers. Okay, okay. Uh, let's set the mood right. Uh, what are you smoking on today? We got some, uh, some lava cake. Ooh, yo, that sounds good. Yo, Carlos back in the building. I know Carlos is smoking. I know Mikey's smoking. See, and I love, shout out to all my smokers on the Low Mains Asylum show, man. Every single one of y'all. Appreciate I'm you. We're going into it. We're going straight into it. Oh, do you want a song in the back? Oh, do you want a... <laughs> My brother, beautiful man, wavy baby. I mean, I can't ask for anything else in my life other than uh, two bags of chips and a fat bitch. Hey, bro, so I was, uh, forgot who the fuck I was with. I was mm. like, yo, I sold my soul. And they're like, what the fuck, for what? And I was like, you wouldn't guess what it was. And they're like, what was it, bitch? I was like, chill, I'll tell you. <laughs> but... I was like, I saw my, uh, saw my soul for two grams in a bomb, and they looked at me like, what the fuck? I was like, yeah, dog, where else are you going to get the devil's lettuce? <laughs> <laughs> Who else are you supposed to get it from, Rondell? <laughs> yeah, bro, I was like, yo, chill. Hey, bro, nah, shouts out t- to these people, um, nine years ago, um, they're, they're, they were these white boys, bro, like, I used to cop, like, like, dirt weed, right? Dirt weed, yeah. like, bro, it wasn't even Reggie, yeah, Reggie, bro, and then, like, I used to cop that, and then, like, I used to sell it to them 20 a gram, bro, statue of limitations is over, so I can talk about it now, <laughs> uh, it's bro, a, I remember fucking, like, back in the day, bro, when I used to, like, my uncle used to trap, so I used to steal his fucking Reggie, mm-hmm. like, I used to remember, like, when he had Reggie pants, bro, like, just going there and just, like, Keep going, keep going. And then just fucking smoking that shit all day. Um, but there was one time he caught my ass, bro. He didn't get, like, he didn't beat me up or nothing like that, bro. Like, he smoked me out to the point where, like, I didn't want to smoke it. Like, I didn't smoke for a good few months, and then I was like, fuck, this one's worth smoking again. <laughs> <laughs> what did y'all smoke? What did y'all smoke, though? Oh, shit, this shit didn't want to go. Um, smoking Reggie at the time, bro. It was, like, long-ass time ago. Some rage, some rage. Is that rager? <laughs> oh, what are y'all smoking on out there? Take it all the way to the head, man. Hit time, hit time. This song is called Key Lime OG by Rico Nasty. Tell you, if you want to check out all this music, it is on my liked tracks on my SoundCloud. Make sure to go check out this show on SoundCloud. Low Mains Asylum. Is it Low Mains Asylum show? I had to, I, I had to wild out on these motherfuckers right there. <laughs> Some bitch, she was on that right. 
and he was the dude's like, yo, with your body count, um, what could you buy with it? And she was like, oh, I can buy a McChicken because it's one. And then she gradually started going up. She's like, all right, two. Okay, maybe three McChickens. And then she grabs the microphone and she says some shit. And then she's like, oh, the reason why I lost my voice is because I have the coronavirus, some shit like that. He's like, you better wipe the, the microphone after we're done. And my, the dude turned around like the camera was like, no. I was like, yo. She got the coronavirus. Bro, I would have threw the mic at her, bro, and did. Yeah, bro. I'm going all the way home. I'm going all the way. Like, I'm sliding into everybody's DMs at that moment. <laughs> Hadouken. Yo, Mikey, yes. We do need to see you on the show. If y'all don't know these folks, because um, like a lot of people are like, who the fuck are all these folks that you keep shouting out every Tuesday? Make sure to tune in. We go live. Hey, tell them that we live right now. Like. Yeah, it's too live. Yeah, yeah, man, it's just wedding cake live, you know, playing like. <laughs> oh shit! All right, two minutes, two minutes, bro, two minutes. No, bro, like I just like. Uh, I'm just gonna play a song for two minutes, but two minutes. Come back, play yo. Just jam out for two minutes. Keep dancing. At, are we gonna have a a minute and a 35 second dance party? This is Young Dro called Flip Something Dirty. One minute. One minute. Come back in one minute. Everybody, everybody, everybody. One minute. One minute. Back to the dance party. Lex, check out Hip Hop Evolution on Netflix, Ali. You'll like it. Bro, I'm going to check that out. Hey, Lex, you come back too, my nigga. I've been trying to talk to you on this show. Come back. 19 seconds. 18 seconds. Come back. Everybody. Mikey, Carlos, uh, Hi, Hi Neo. Hi Neo. Everybody. Come back. Five, four, three, two, one. Hey, shouts out to Young Joe. Y'all don't know, Young Joe is like one of my most favorite rappers. Favorite. Hey. Yup. Chucky. I should play the show, Celine. <laughs> 
Add it. Giddy up to my guy. Happy 420. Belated. If y'all don't know still, we go live. Facebook. Sorry, I mean Instagram. Add it. What am all? Add it. Big smoke, my brother. Hey, as soon as this quarantine is over, I we we keep saying that we need to meet up and we need to smoke. Yeah, holding it. Just keep holding it. Just keep holding it. Just keep holding it. Hey, Ant. A lot of keep it like a lot of people keep saying one thing, man. They're like, "Hey, bro, I didn't know that the Low Man's Asylum show that y'all really got high. We be out here, okay? Fuck you. Let it in. It's hey man, um what have you been learning this quarantine? Um how has this quarantine been benefiting you? Um just actually sitting here like listening to my shit, um being able to kinda I'm I'm getting a better progress of melodies. Cause I don't really know how to make melodies like that. I somewhat know how to do it. I just go in there and kinda fuck with it. But for the most part, running chords, um learning how to perfect my drums or just learning how to just perfect my craft man just keep at it all day every day mainly when i'm not playing video games exactly hey man <laughs> uh we did go live the other day huh we went live on saturday yeah oh, bro yeah, at- i'm a horrible Madden player but i love that shit though shout out to everyone that pulled up on that day too um we went on there i uh, played madden uh kicked it but one of the great things about ant guys is um Ant is always finding ways to like revamp himself, like like revamp himself, and like literally, um, perfine his like sound. Like he really cares about sound, and like that's the most beautiful thing. Because I love. Like fucking like Kanye West is like one of my all time favorite producers. Like, well now it's like Kanye and Travis because like you know they're right there. It's all like they're all actually it's weird because Kanye and Travis and Kid Cudi are like. Guidelines. Guidelines. But uh those are the main artists I actually like fuck with really heavily that I listen to a lot. Fucking Kanye West was my first uh Eight Awaits and Heartbreaks was my first album, so it was like that shit for like hit me as a kid and just like that's why I really fell in love with hip hop but his production is just like what I really love about his shit so that's why I'm like just trying to show people that you can make music like for the love of the shit cause that's what I'm doing here I don't really give a fuck if anybody likes my shit I love my shit I be jamming that shit all day every day <laughs> it's one of them uh, to this day one of my uh, no my favorite song that you made is it Rockstar? Yeah. Uh, 
would you say in the song, so I went out and became a rock star? <laughs> That fucking drum, that boof. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. it, it had nothing to do with like my actual songs, but like, cause I heard that shit. That's what inspired me to make that shit. So that's like what I thought. Like mm-hmm. some dope ass rock star shit. It's just like, yo, like to coincide with the story of the album and shit. Yeah, it's like somebody wants you want someone to really notice you and shit like that. So you want fucking to become a rock star because you think that's what they really want, but they don't want that shit. So you become that shit. Either way, though. So. You still become that shit. I mean, it's funny because, like, how much that you try to stay away from heartbreak, you know? Some of us are succumbed to go back to heartbreak always. <laughs> yeah, bro. Like, that whole a fucking project is just being able to go, like, overcome all that heartbreak shit. Mm-hmm. It don't really matter, nigga. <laughs> exactly. It's sti- okay, I'm chilling, I'm around. <laughs> I'm straight cooling. <laughs> yeah, because honestly, all you have to really do is like really worry about yourself. Unless you really want to be with somebody, then you know, be with somebody. But if you don't want to be with nobody, <clears throat> then by all means, just fucking be, be on you, work on you, try to perfect you into like the best you possibly can. You just try to be the best you that you can be. Bro. Yep. I- oh, shit. Oh, shit. Just like that. It knocks us right off of Instagram. It was a nice run on Instagram. Hey, y'all. Please tune in to everybody that y'all heard on the show. We're going to leave you with a song. Going to end off the night with a song. But while we leave you with a song, thank you for everyone that always tunes in. Uh, I want you guys to know by these late episodes that I want you to know that the Lone Maid Asylum show is here for the world. Like, if you have anything to talk about, if you want to sit down, if there's anything that is on your heart, if you just need a friend that you can just chat with, laugh around with, Tuesdays, we go live, 6.30, Arizona time. Find out whatever time that is for you. Tuesdays, we go live, 6.30, find out what time that is for you. Tuesdays, we go live at 6.30 in Arizona, find out what time that is wherever you are. With that being said, Fresh Prince of the underscore West on Instagram, Lomay1990 on Snapchat. I truly appreciate everyone that checks in. Allow me to leave you with one last motivational quote, because this shit is low-key beautiful. If you are afraid of failure, You don't deserve to be successful. Let that sink into your heart. And I'll see you next Tuesday. Again, Fresh Prince of the West on Instagram. Lomain1990 on Snapchat. Lomainsasylum.com. Lomainsasylum on Twitter. Lomainsasylum Show on SoundCloud. iTunes. Find the show everywhere. Drink your water. Tip your bartender. And the last song is called For the 420 Special. So High by Doja Cat. Make sure to check out everyone that I played on this episode today.
if y'all can't find them or if you don't have Shazam and if you were not using Shazam while you were hearing this because you were trying to or you were hearing this through the phone that you're using right now and you're like how the fuck am I supposed to Shazam something if I'm using it like if I'm using my phone to hear this podcast how can I pause a podcast to record something else riddle me that Ollie fuck out of here so that being said completely easy for you go to SoundCloud type in Lone Maze Asylum Show go to the profile go to my like list in my like list every single song that I play today will be right in there make sure to check out every single artist that I played man cause these motherfuckers moved me last song that I'm leaving you with so high Doja Cat
Thank you.